Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Good morning. Um, we're actually recording this on Sunday evening during Newport versus Leicester City. So we'll bring you the final result at some point in the show. So if you haven't seen the final yeah, we, result, that you know, spoiler alert, we're going to bring it to you live, as live, many hours later. That's impressive, isn't it? We're, a little glimpse of what, as our empire grows as we imagine it will do we'll probably Um, be in the mix for live rights to the FA Cup if not the Premier League and Champions League before long at which point Andy and I will be doing live commentary exclusive on uh, via our various channels and platforms I I don't think as yet the the FA kind of switched on enough to award podcasting rights to matches or the Premier League or I'm all that kind of thing. I'm not saying podcasting rights. I say exclusive broadcast rights. You reckon? I, th- I think we should go for the podcasting rights. You, you go on com. We'll also be providing broadband options for you. And uh, various well. other things. <laughs> Recipes. Central heating. <laughs> like we'll go up against the big giants of the utility giants. We'll have... And we'll, we're also... <laughs> I don't want to jeopardise this, but we're in advanced talks to take over Southwestern trains post Brexit. That that as well. Let's just say yeah. that Andy and I had an interesting meeting with a Mr. C. Grayling mm. in Whitehall. Didn't we just on Friday after we had finished doing the Keegan deep dive? And we also we also next week we've got a, a meeting lined up with the people who do nectar points. So look out for that as well. That yeah, we're getting into the nectar points game. When you when you listen to getting into the nectar points, <laughs> the utilities, your heating, everything, and, re- and, and recipes, um, and recipes is probably the big thing. Heart healthy recipes, yeah. Heart unhealthy recipes, um, all recipes, and everything in between. Yeah, just recipes. We don't discriminate. <laughs> have Shall you we have seen? A look? Oh, have, have, have you seen Jamie Oliver and Jimmy? Uh, who are great pals mm. uh, doing Friday Night Feast together. I haven't, unfortunately. Am I missing out on a treat? Do you know what it is? Do you know I'm, what it I'm is? I'm only really vaguely aware that it's it's a Friday night it's, and it's it's feast related. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> like Jamie Oliver, who's a famous... <laughs> he's a famous cook and his mate, I know who's that. another bloke. You know. And uh, they just get together, they have a few mates over and they just throw together some really delicious food but have loads of banter along the way with Seems you know really Ramesh good. Ranganathan and all, all their other mates obviously I think when if they get ill like say if they fall ill to food poisoning yeah. or they just have a, they want to go on holiday that would be a really good gig for me and you to deputise on like we do sometimes on Hawksby and Jacob <laughs> but they should stick us on Friday night and we can do all of our signature snacks all our recipes yeah maybe it's just get a takeaway in 
Just get a takeaway, probably, yeah. <laughs> is this Jimmy fella that Jeremy Oliver's got, is he the kind of... Is, is that Jamie Oliver's equivalent to... Oh, what's his name again? Robbie Williams has got a little sidekick who doesn't do anything as well, hasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. What's he called again? The one <laughs> yeah. who plays football. I've forgotten. Fucking one, hell. Yeah, he's a good footballer. Yeah, he's, he's... I've forgotten his name, but I know the one you mean. Yeah. Well, no, this Jimmy one, he's got a farm. I've been to his farm, actually. Have you? When he, when he first opened the farm, I went there to interview him for The Guardian, and... Um, I went I went there on the train to Suffolk and he had a pig farm. Right. And obviously it was only once I got there when I thought why are they sending me with this photographer mm. to this farm. I thought a bit weird. Not the sort of thing that I'd usually be interested in. I was quite young. And um then when I got there I thought, Oh, the joke's on me because obviously they knew that I would make a cunt out of myself on a farm. Uh, which I did. Can I just you stop know, you there? Sl- Leicester have just equalised after 81 minutes. Oh, fuck's sake. It is now Newport 1, Leicester 1. I don't know who scored, Gutted. but I'm not really bothered. How dare those go, Leicester go, fans go. celebrate? I know. Uh, yeah, you know, I was sliding around in pig shit. I got really scared of the pigs and thought they were trying can I just to say, eat me. Sorry, can I just interject mm. before we go any further? Why is the opening of a farm being covered in The Guardian? What was so special about this farm? Because it was called Jimmy's Farm, and he was not yet famous, but BBC Two, mm. I think it was, had... Um, had so I'm just watching this Leicester go. Oh, it's a great finish. Uh, yeah, BBC Two were doing a show about a bloke, Jimmy, mm-hmm. and he quits his job in London as a television sort of researcher mm. and decides, fuck all this, I'm going to learn about agriculture and open a pig farm. Fair enough. And, and so he moved away with his best mate and his girlfriend and they opened a farm and, it was called, and the show was called Jimmy's Farm. And they thought, send Delaney down to cover all of these shenanigans. And then when one, only once I got there did I realise... It's because who's the cunt? Not Jimmy. You. Not not Jimmy's bird, not Jimmy's best mate, mm. and not the pigs. It's me. I'm As the As usual, Delaney's the cunt. Little, exactly. Why saga. did I fall for it every time? <laughs> they might as well have just had a, a, a weekly item in those days in the Guardian Guide <laughs> yeah. called Delaney's a cunt. Each week we send hapless imbecile <laughs> Sam Delaney into a position in which he is nailed on to make a cunt out of but himself. what they did cleverly was they didn't brand it like that. What they just did was got you to do stuff and then people in the know, people who were switched they on and knew. reading these things every week, yeah. started talking amongst themselves. Have you seen that? Have you seen this thing next week? Delaney's been a cunt again He's this week. Seen that cunt Delaney, what he's up to now? <laughs> yeah. One time the rapper exhibit... He did the British version of. Uh, he was. They were doing a British version of "Pimp My Ride," which was very popular at the time. Mm. And it, but over here, the presenter was going to be um, what's his name? Uh, Robbie Williams. Uh, you know, the, no, <laughs> Tim. You know the the hip hop DJ off Tim of Radio Vincent. One. No, that was him could, from. Uh, that no, was him not from Tim Vincent. <laughs> that's from the Capitol in the eighties. Blue Peter. Who am I thinking of? He's um, fucking famous. I can't Tim remember. Westwood. The big dog. You Tim know, Westwood. White guy. Yeah, Westwood. Westwood was hosting Son of it, a vicar. And they said, right, listen, listen, right. Exhibit's coming over. Go and interview him. Um, bring your car and he'll pimp it. Have you got an old banger? And I thought, actually, my car, I had an all right car at the time. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't super flash, but it wasn't a banger that I was just going to let fucking Exhibit yeah. and his mates take the, you know, do stuff to. So I had to ask around mates to see if any mate, A, New, owned an I'm old banger. I'm going to stop you again. Newport, I've got a penalty. 
Oh, and that, right. that equaliser for Leicester stuck it up result spot, so we should have been happy about that. But this is a chance for result spot to salvage a point and for Newport to do a giant killing. He looks nervous. Like, you know, the pressure the, the, on this the lad. lad looks nervous. Oh, he's done it though, straight down the middle. Very good. Well, you, you've got, have you got better internet? Sunderland's got faster internet than me. Well, you know. I'm still at the feed I'm watching. He hasn't taken it yeah, yet. Yeah, it's in, mate. 2 1. Fucking hell, Sunderland it. vision. One rule for you lot, another for the rest of us yep. poor bastards. He's down now south. celebrating with his teammate who's wearing Come a mask. Come on, Newport. Listen, I, I haven't got anything in particular against Leicester, but let's be honest, this is this would be amazing. Did you happen to watch Watford versus Woking earlier? Yeah, that was shit as well. Did was, you see the manager? Did, did you yeah. see the, the manager of Newport of uh, of Woking afterwards doing the post match interview? No, I don't he was exactly He's good, like. What's the name? What's the name of the Geordie off of uh, Alan Partridge? Oh, His God. Mate. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Anyway, it was him. I mean, it was totally... I'm not even exaggerating. It was fucking baffling. <laughs> he was just a noise. And he's there... Michael, isn't it? He's there... Michael. And he's there next to the Watford manager, who's fucking Spanish or something, and Luther <laughs> Blissett, who looks absolutely bewildered by the whole thing <laughs> and he is just speaking in this like nonsensical Geordie like fucking s- word soup well just noises <laughs> really anyway I, I can highly recommend that it was my personal highlight FA Cup highlight of the weekend so far and that includes it's, seeing my team West Ham win yesterday it's been the worst FA Cup third round I can ever remember it has been awful yeah there's been the thing is though it very often is shit the yeah. third round let's be honest because it's you know Premier League teams taking on lower division teams people say it's romantic it's not it's shit because you either get a Tottenham or City situation where they just thump the other yeah. team 7-0 and it's actually a bit horrible to watch like a fifth year beating up a first year right or um, you know you have a display that's sort of just resilient and the Premier League team gets dragged into a sort of a you know on a quagmire pitch into a sort of war of attrition and that's boring too. And then you get all the other teams playing in the middle who you don't pay much attention to anyway. I don't. Um, well, it, 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 what it is, you've but got... But at least got the, Oldham got a result against Fulham. That was something. I didn't watch yeah, but it, but... I was going to say, much of the deal opened last night with Cardiff and Huddersfield getting knocked out and they were the two big, giant, killing things. Cardiff and Huddersfield mm. don't give a fuck about the FA Cup quite right because they want to stay in the Premier League. Mm. So they, they're not bothered. That's mm. not... It's, it's a giant killing, but it's not because, because none of their fans are disappointed at all. Same for Fulham today. Fulham have made loads of changes and they've, they've, they've lost against Oldham and no fucks whatsoever will be given at Fulham. Um, the top teams in the Premier League put out weakened teams, apart from Manchester City, I think, who put out a strong team and won 7-0 against Rotherham. But your Premier League teams at the top, they'll they'll like cruise through the competition by default because they're the best teams even when they put their reserves out. So then you've got like about five yes. or six teams that aren't challenging for Europe and aren't challenging in a relegation battle. Um, like Leicester, yeah. for example, who've completely fucked it a day, and they're the only ones that should like have any real right to give a, a toss about yeah. the FA Cup. West Ham put out a decent team, not the first team, but, you know, half first team, half just below the first yeah. team yesterday. And you're right, we're one then, of five or six teams who should actually be paying attention. But then what happens? If you win the FA Cup, you end up in the Europa League and no one gives a fuck about that either. I know. And it just, it just drains all your resources. Nightmare. It fucks you. I mean, look at Burnley. Yeah, 
so they're in it this year, and so, it's it's played a big role in fucking them over. I watched I watched a bit yesterday. I watched some of the Chelsea match, and the um, the commentator referred to Chelsea as being the FA Cup holders. And I thought, fuck me, I've genuinely got no idea who won the FA Cup last yeah. season. And it turns Absolutely out it was Chelsea. No idea. No recollection I I of it whatsoever. It. I can't remember. No, it's all a waste of time. Is what we're I think saying. it was Manchester United. Might have been. Don't know. But um, yeah. So Apart from West Ham, Sund- was Sunderland still in it? Are Sunderland still in it? No, we got knocked out last round. Mm. We went out the second round against Walsall, and we we had well. a replay against Walsall, and only two sides of the ground were open for the for the replay. So, you know, it you know everyone's been talking about the the League Cup or the Carabao Cup as it is now becoming devalued, and and no one gives a fuck about it. But the FA Cup's the same. The FA Cup's the same. There'll be a couple of good yeah, matches the in the fifth same. round, probably. Don't even watch the bloody final. Mind you, I do hope we, we've got a minute to go in this uh, normal time in this Newport game, and I do hope it's nice to see one big surprise, isn't it? Do you want me to tell yeah, the end of my exhibit story? It's not the, that good now, but I'll, I'll, I'll accelerate it. This is the this is the uh, only this is the only genuine upset, isn't it? This one now, I can't think of any other proper upsets. There's been yesterday. Yeah, well, Oldham Fulham was it? Oldham Fulham Fulham got knocked yeah. out by League Two opposition. Oh. Fulham, Fulham nah. had a penalty and brought on Mitrovic to take the penalty and he missed it. All right, then. Well, what's your view on Spurs bringing on Harry Kane when they were already 6-0 up? That's bollocks as well. That's bollocks. And and Pochettino said it was so that the... Who was it they were playing again? Tramia. 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 So that the Tramia fans could have a look at him. Fuck that. Jesus Christ. What, who what is, is he? I've never I've, heard of him. Is he Scout? He doesn't play for the Scout team. He's not even Scout. He's not even Scout. Fucking I know what he is. He's a cockney. I've never heard of the bastard. I couldn't care less. <laughs> right, go on. He's not even a proper story. man. <laughs> finish your yeah, exhibit so story. Basically, they said, you got to get a old banger for them to do up. He's coming with all his mates and they're all customised experts. Right. So I thought, that's quite good, but I don't want to messing around with my car. So I had to find someone who had a right old banger that they weren't too bothered about and also wanted to meet Exhibit, which was quite niche because <laughs> Exhibit was fairly well known, but not huge. <laughs> In the end, I asked uh, the broadcaster, Anita Rani, uh, now known to millions as one of the hosts of Country File. She lived nearby where we were doing it. And I said to her, and she wasn't, you know, rich and famous at the time. She had an old banger, a mini. And I said, do you know who Exhibit is? And she said, yeah. And I said, do you watch Pimp My Ride? She went, yeah. I said, he'll come with his mates and pimp your ride, but you've got to meet me on the top of an NCP car park in Farringdon on Friday. So she was all right. She turned up in the car, quite excited about meeting him. <laughs> and uh, he turned up an hour late, obviously, because he's a hip-hop star, uh, as one of a fleet of three people carriers with backed-out windows. They got out of the car. <laughs> the waft of exotic cigarette smoke accompanied them. They were genuinely had packets <laughs> of... Uh, they had they had bottles of Quavossier, the whole lot, right? And they go, which one's, which one's Sam? And I go, me. And they go, where's your car? <laughs> and I go, well, it's not mine. It's my friend Anita's, but it's just there. And they said, okay. And they, they you go, come on, guys. And these huge guys got out of the back of his van. And I could tell very quickly they weren't really 
car customizers. They were just his mates. And they were extremely high. <laughs> and when they saw this Mini Cooper, which I don't think they'd ever seen a Mini Cooper before, and it was a right rust bucket, they started pissing themselves laughing. And then they walked over to the Mini Cooper and they literally just started rolling it over. And when I say roll now, they rolled it onto its roof and then back onto its wheel and rolled it onto its roof again. Three of them just rolled it across this car, the roof of this car park. And she looked p- pretty freaked out because it was a shit car, but it was her car. Okay. And then I said, stop doing that. Can't you custom... The photographer went, Can we start customising the car. And then they said, well, we haven't got any of our shit with us. And then the PR turned up with a carrier bag from Halfords and it just had a load of like weird lightning bolt sort of stickers and transfers and shit like that and like a fluffy thing you put over the gear stick and one of those like Alpine air fresheners just a load of fucking crap and they stuck that all over her car made it look even shitter and then fucked off so there you go I can't even remember how I got into it brilliant I think it was was another um, it was another example of Delaney's the cunt because I was left having stitched <laughs> up a mate. Her car was wrecked. I'd looked like a cunt. And it was another It was another great episode of Delaney's a cunt, basically. May there be many more to follow in the future. Let's have a little break, yeah. Sam. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jalapeño. You rejoin us as Newport County have knocked Leicester City out of the FA Cup in the third round. But you're probably aware of this already because it happened yesterday. But uh, we've just been watching it live as we've been recording. So there we go. Well done, Newport. The only, as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, only genuine upset in the third round of the FA Cup. Yeah. And unfortunately... Well, that was quite also, exciting to witness, but yeah, it's over now. So it, well, let's just move it, on. It also gives... It also gives results bot a point in the prediction league, which n- neither of us oh really wanted. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a home um, win. Fucking results bot. Who? No one saw that coming, apart from that mechanical bastard. No, it didn't. Did. So um, I'll just update you on the league then, because uh, we had Tranmere versus Spurs, Blackpool versus Arsenal, Walking versus Watford, <clears throat> and then Newport versus Leicester, and all of that means that. Um, you scored three points at the weekend. We've still got Wolves yeah. and Liverpool to come tomorrow night, so this could change. But you've yeah. got uh, 61 points now, Sam. Um, i got four points. I've got Blackpool th- huh? nil, Arsenal three, correct. So I'm on 60 points, Fucker. just one behind you. 
results right. but with that one point from the Newport win has gone also on to 61 points with you. You're now neck and neck. So we're neck and neck? Are, yeah. So I didn't Human know. Neck, Leicester, Human neck I, and metal neck. Oh, fleshy cheek by mechanical jowl. So I should have been supporting fucking Leicester in this game. Bloody Newport. I could have gone top for the first time this season. I tell you what, yeah, though, Newport it's bloody tantalising now. It's absolutely well, tantalising. It's there's there's one point between the three of us now. Who'd have, who'd have thought this was coming? It looked it's like he was streaking ahead. Very exciting. It's going to be more exciting than the Premier League running. I think it In is. In fact, the most exciting thing about this FA Cup weekend, as you've correctly said, has been dull. The most exciting aspect of it has been the impact it's had on our race (laughs) in our predictions league. Red Hot Content! Right, let's do some bullshit. Um, I've got a one I'll start off. This is from At Forefoot on Twitter. He says, I used to work with someone I'll call Jack for now. Jack had various claims. He was in an FA Youth Cup winning team for West Ham. He wrote, the drugs don't work and was ripped off by the Verve. But but his all-time classic bullshit was claiming that his brother... An RAF pilot, obviously, once forgot their mum's birthday. But luckily, he was able to borrow a Harrier jump jet, phone his mum to tell her to be in the garden in 20 minutes, and dropped off some prezzies while hovering above the air in a £30 million death machine. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's good. That's very strong. That's very good. We got a good one. I just need to work out the order of it. Um, Obviously, bullshit of the week that everyone will be aware of by now because about 50 different people sent it to us <laughs> yeah. it was a tweet a tweet from someone who goes by the name of um Oribid Matt on Twitter yeah and he, he wrote my uncle's a cameraman for Sky Sports he had the footage of the ball going over the line this is in the Man City Liverpool game <laughs> but they made him delete it <laughs> assuming he's a Liverpool it's like my uncle is a cameraman for Sky Sports. He had the footage of the ball going over the line, but they made him delete it because <laughs> the whole world is against this club. Did you see that bit of uh, footage that I, I tweeted out from, I think it was from a Liverpool podcast where they do like a video show, a, oh yeah. a TV show, and they were saying that Manchester City had grown the grass especially in order to stop Liverpool's fast passing. Fast passing? <laughs> <laughs> The whole world knows about our fast passing and they can't stop it and then, unless they cheat by going grass. And then someone then posted some footage of a montage that Man City's social media people had put out which showed kind of the build-up to the match and it included a couple of seconds of footage of the, the grass being cut. But obviously they'd been running it backwards and what it was, it was a machine that was planting more grass into the pitch to make it longer and then City had run it backwards to make it look like the grass was being cut. I guess that's what it was anyway. <laughs> you know. Um, I got a really, really strong... Well, so did you, actually. Um, we got a really strong contribution from someone with the um, extraordinary Twitter name, Cunter2018. <laughs> Bravo on that alone, mate. Um Oh, by the way, actually, sorry, just go back. At the beginning of this podcast, when you said hello, everyone, I I thought for one moment that perhaps you had a... You remember when um, uh, Terry Wogan on his breakfast show on Radio 2, Mm. he had a name for his listeners. Terry's All Goals. Togs, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then you get other, you get fans, don't you? You get 
you get uh, you get uh, believers used to be the fans of Justin Bieber, Brossettes, Bros, Brossettes, etc. And I thought, oh, maybe Andy is. I felt for one second that on hovering on the tip of your lips was a new nickname for listeners to this podcast. Oh, right. Uh, you don't, no. But it would be nice for us to have one <laughs> if you're a member of our little club. Yeah. Um, I perhaps other people could suggest them. I think so. You yeah. might have some ideas. Yeah. Let's get the ball rolling by saying cunters <laughs> after this bloke cunter 2018. So you go, hello Sam, hello Andy, hello cunters everywhere. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening. That's that's my first suggestion. If you like it. The- Listeners, then let us know. You've set the if you bar. think you can come up with something fucking better, well, you fucking do you it. You fucking do it. You've set the bar quite high there, but yeah, if you get any advance on Cunters would be most welcome. Yeah. Anyway, Cunter2018 writes, perhaps you might enjoy some crossover between romantic failures and weird dreams mm. in the recurring sexual frustration dreams from my teens. <laughs> and what he's saying is, you know, we, those are two things that we've discussed, weird dreams and weird sexual failures. Yeah. He's got both. He dreamt about sexual failure and it went like this. Um, Yeah. In the recurring sexual frustration dreams from my teens, if anything, my subconscious hates me. It has a (laughs) sense of humor and it isn't subtle. In it, I go to an orgy, but don't get any sex because I get stuck in a long queue of people waiting for the room with all the sex in it. Sex room. The, The party is like the Playboy Mansion with loads of women in underwear wandering around and flirting with everyone. My friend's sitting on the sofa with a woman on each arm enjoying himself, but I'm reluctant to get involved. He convinces me that it's all right and that I should just enjoy myself. So, as a woman walks past, I slap her on the ass, and suddenly the room goes silent and everyone stares at me. My, fr- my friend... Listen to what a cunt his friend is in the dream. My friend leans over and says, mate, that was totally inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) So he walks out of the room, taking all the women with him, and I end up having a cup of tea and a nice chat with the elderly couple about my career. That is... Do you know what? It sounds like really elaborate, that dream, but I can really relate to a dream like that. I have lots of dreams. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the way he's fucked over by his mate so royally. Do you know what I mean? Or he wants to have fun, but his conscience is telling him not to. Someone comes along and says, don't worry about your conscience. This is fine. So then you have the fun, and then everyone, it turns out it was all a fucking trick. Anyway, his mate, it might have been in a dream. It might have been a dream, but if a mate of mine did that to me in one of my dreams... I wouldn't talk to them again. In real life. In real life or dream life. <laughs> That's one of the joys of being married, isn't it? And being in a relationship. Your other half can have yeah. a dream about you in which you do something abhorrent. And then they'll wake up, they don't mm. speak to you for the rest of the day because of what you did in their dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a dream in which um, I was flirting heavily with a red-headed girl. Um, and we, and not only that, we were at a party... My wife was there. I was flirting with a red-headed was girl. Was it Charlie Dimmock? And, um, don't know, could have been Sonia. <laughs> I like to think of it as more like Sonia. Okay. But then the, the my when when my wife walks into the room, I, then not only do I not stop, I continue flagrantly to flirt with the red-headed girl, right? And then we start making fun of my wife, and eventually we throw bits of food at her. <sighs> now, my wife had that dream in the early noughties mm-hmm. 
and has still not forgiven me and the red-headed girl comes up in conversation frequently (laughs) yeah old Sonia well that'll teach you (laughs) that'll teach me there's another one here from with girls in other people's dreams exactly there's another one here from uh, Bobby Gonda on Twitter he says at school there was a lad who claimed to have broken his arm so bad that they had to take his dog's leg off and implant the bone in his arm (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell my son that one that's very good but there's another part to it he says uh, he says he also saw a cow fly past his window when he was on a plane as there was a tornado in the area (laughs) and here it's a three partner (laughs) part three on the same flight the plane stopped over the new camp and the whole flight watched El Clasico (laughs) mid-air wow what a flight that is the best flight ever yeah that is beautiful absolutely textbook Um, got a couple of non-bullshits just to punctuate the bullshit well go on then just other things that have been sent to us on Twitter that are worth reading now everyone probably seen this by now but it's so great, I've just been looking forward to read it out. Headline in The Independent. Frank Ribery tells critics, fuck your mothers, your grandmothers, and your family tree after eating a £1,000 gold-covered steak. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. I've got that listed here yeah. in News Without News, but you've beaten me to the punch. Yeah, That's well done, Frank Ribery. And also, I was sent uh, uh, an, an online news article from the Kent Live new uh web news website right it was sent by a friend of mine friend mutual friend of ours and it's a and the headline well i won't tell you the headline right this is this is the opposite of news without news this is funnier (laughs) if i just read you the opening couple of paragraphs right as the year draws to a close we often reflect on the standout moments from the last 12 months from harry and Meghan's wedding to england's world cup run There was plenty to shout about in 2018. New paragraph. (laughs) Unfortunately, though, there was also a lot to be ashamed of, with dozens of perverts ruining hundreds of lives across Kent. (laughs) (laughs) And then the article just goes on to be about nonces in Kent. And the headline is... The headline... The headline is... The faces and stories of the 42 paedophiles locked up in Kent in 2018. <laughs> oh, God. Dozens of sex offenders across the county have been jailed for their crimes this year. Oh, man. Why did the, the writer, is called Will Ryder, he must have sat there like all of us journalists have at one point, thought, right, what's my way into this story? How do I humanise it? How do I hook in the reader? As my editor keeps telling me, there are a thousand pieces of content coming into people's streams <laughs> on an on a on a on a moment by moment basis. How do I make my story Stand really up. pop and grab people's <clears throat> attention? I don't want to go straight in with the stuff about the pedos and all the molestations they've done. I know. Why don't I start on an up? I learned at journalism school to start with things with a positive tone. So I'll talk about Meghan, Mary, and Harry, and Southgate's run to the World Cup semi-final. Then, just as I've warmed them up a bit, I'll hit them with the nonsense. I'll pivot to the nonsense. Yeah, he's done it expertly. He's done really well. He has. It's great journalism. That he is. He's got a bright future, that lad. Mm. Um, one other thing that's been tweeted in that's not really related to anything but it could definitely be a future activity Mike Anderson tweeted in to say just giving you fair warning for future deep dives that Nicholas Bentner is writing a book 
Ooh, that's going to be one for us. And Bentner has announced that this book, he says, is going to have openness not specially typical in top footballers. Bentner's going to lift the lid. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, we need to get a a publication date of this book. We need a pre-advanced copy of it, don't we? I think we should. I think we should, because we could do them a lot of favours. Definitely. I think with a book like that, if we did a deep dive prior to sale... yeah serialised it for instance then millions. they could get a lot of extra sales then we get like maybe a quid from each one they sell something yeah. like that besides yeah so that's a great great idea mate have you got any more bullshits because I was just going to do a news without news and then we'll we'll wrap it up well I've got I've got um, got a couple of things on my list I'll just tell you one quickly do you ever watch The Bureau which is a French spy series I do not well it's fucking brilliant right. and I can really recommend it to you and anyone else. I think it's on about season five at the moment. It's a bit like, like Homeland or a bit like John Le Carre, but it's very, very modern and it's set in the French intelligence services and it's super realistic. Okay. Or at least I imagine it is. How would I know what <laughs> exactly spies what? actually operate like? <laughs> yeah. It seems realistic. It's like how I imagine spies to be. <laughs> um, he, he, he doesn't have... Well, one disappointment is the main character doesn't have a magnetic watch that he uses to unzip pretty girls' dresses with. <laughs> but other than that, it all seems pretty legit. Um, anyway, there was a great bit in it last night, and I made a note of it because I thought it was... I don't know what you'll do with this info or what the listeners will do, but there's a bit in it where they're, they're trying to catch a spy. And there's a French spy, and he's in a... He's he's in Russia. He's hiding out in Russia, right. and he's gone to a spa, but one of these sort of like Eastern European spas where they beat you with birches and shit Ooh. like that, right? Anyway, he's in the sauna, and people have been tipped the wink, right? That the that the Russian intelligence services have come to nick him. So some of the other punters that like sort of just discreetly leave the sauna, and he's there on his own. Then you see the two Russian guys enter the sauna right and it's like a public swimming bath so that's what it looks like and they suddenly appear in the doorway and the bloke working behind the counter you know behind the little window where you give the money he goes whatever you know (laughs) and the guy just puts his finger over his lips right as if to say shush you know like they do and then he hands him a slip of paper and the guy opens a slip of paper and it just says remain calm this is an anti-terror intelligence uh, raid. You will not come to any harm. <laughs> right. Right. Please, please wait for us to enter, then leave the building. And the bloke looks at it, right, <laughs> folds it up and just nods at them. And they walk in. And I'm sat there thinking, fuck me. I could get into any swimming baths. I wanted doing that. <laughs> like the bloke doesn't fucking question it. Yeah. They just hand him a piece of paper yeah. and they just, and I thought, well, Keep a load of bits of paper like yeah. that in your pocket, right? And use it anywhere. If you're going up the swimming baths with your kids, say to the kids, you probably want to hide. They say to them, wait outside a minute because they're not going to believe that I'm an anti-terror spy if I'm with a couple of but kids. But you would be because that would be part of the story, wouldn't it? It will be part of your cover. Yeah. walking with the kids. What, like they're dwarf spies? Well, just, they, they, yeah. <laughs> they're specialist dwarf spies. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Where are Don't the ask faces questions. of kids? Yeah. Um, so yeah just writing things down on a piece of paper handing them to people mm. at points of service perhaps you could do it in shops you do it anywhere and and then when anyone questions it just really calmly placing one finger over your lips mm. as if to just say to them be quiet and then you give them a bit of paper and then 
you know, you could go into like you could go into John Lewis's into the perfume section, pick up a nice bottle of Chanel Number no. Five for the missus, and, over the letter. Yeah. and they go, "This is that's fifty quid, please, sir." And I just go, Mm-mm. "Shh," don't think so. And I hand them a slip of paper, and it says, "Remain calm. Yeah. This is an anti-terrorist um, raid. <laughs> just hand, hand gift wrap the Chanel, put it in a bag." <laughs> And then just fuck off. Yeah, exactly. You could get into the. <laughs> if not, you are putting everyone in this shop at uh, risk. Jeopardy. You could get into the Brit Awards yeah. doing that, maybe. Yeah. Just walking we'll up the red carpet and hand it in. You know what I'm thinking? Vanity Fair Oscars after party. That's the one. That's coming up in February. Yeah. I think you and I both deserve to be there because of our sterling efforts on Top Flight Time Machine this year. I'll, and if they're not going to fucking mate with the invite, we know how we're getting in. I'll book the flights. You do the note. Yeah, no problem, mate. Excellent. Right, before we go, let's leave you a couple of news without news headlines. Give us t- uh, marks out of 10 for these, Sam. This one, actually, this first one sounds a little bit like one of your wife's dreams. Um, <laughs> Texas couple agreed to let man watch them have sex, then killed right. him when he tried to join in. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, that is so... That is, that's not like one of my wife's dreams. That's like that Cunter 2018's... <laughs> dream because it's like a fucking it's a double cross isn't it it's dark isn't it's it it's a double cross it's dark do you want to watch yourself sex what i said do you want to watch yourself sex yeah, yeah. sure sure that's that's okay with you guys oh it's not only okay we welcome it don't we honey oh yeah that's great come on then let's get started halfway through hey do you mind if i just touch your hey why get your goddamn hand off of my wife's tit Kill him, honey. Kill him. You're going to fucking die. You know that you're going to die like a pig. Fucking hell. All right. Jesus. You brought this on yourself. Yeah, but all right. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. I shouldn't have touched her tip. But at the same time, you can see my thinking. Bang. No, I cannot see you motherfucking goddamn thinking. So how many marks out of 10 you give that? Ten. Nice one. Now, second one. Meet the man in Japan who married a hologram. Yeah, ten for uh, the story itself is only a seven, but the headline is so strong. They don't rhyme enough in headlines these days, so that gets a solid ten. Yeah, and finally, this one from the northeast, from Newcastle, which I think could well be the high benchmark for the entire year. Woman's wig punched clean oh. off her head as thirtieth birthday party descends into violence. Yeah, seen it, thought it was so strong, I actually uh, made my wife look at it. It's an 11. I interrupted her doing something more important, like childcare. It's an 11, said, isn't Have it? Have a fucking look at this. And she she did smirk. Good. So if that doesn't earn a headline of 10, I don't know what does. Nice one. Right, that's it from us for, for now. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with another part of the Keegan Odyssey. And then back on Friday with another episode of this, this rambling shit this that used to be nonsense. a football podcast. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> tough for now, Canters. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.